Hello, you are listening to The Will and Judy Show, a special podcast from Temple Baptist Church in Canton, where we study and talk about the book of Revelation and Bible prophecy. Thanks for joining us. Okay, everybody, we are in Revelation chapter 3. We've been talking about the seven churches of Revelation, and I think the first church was the the church of Ephesus, and that was the church that left its first love. And then we had the church, what's the second church? At Smyrna. Smyrna. You remember what that one was for? It was the persecuted church, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next church was the church of Pergamum. What? what? I forgot what that was. Pergamum was the... Uh, the one that was compromising. Okay, the compromising Yeah, the church. compromising church. Okay. Uh, the, I, I think of that, I, I usually, what makes me think of it is the, the word marriage, pergamos, gamos, marriage, oh. and they were intermingling. And if you wanted to go through church history, um, we could tie in the church at Ephesus with the apostolic era, you know, with the apostles before they died. Oh. And Smyrna would be during the period of time when the church was being persecuted, first 300 years, under the under Diocletian, Domitian, and all those, until the uh, Emperor Constantine, um, he signed what is called the Edict of Milan, Milan which uh, gave freedom to Christians the freedom to worship and the freedom to meet without being persecuted. Oh. And so that would be in... Um, It would be 312, 314 A.D. Mm. And then uh, a few years later after they had what was called the Council of Nicaea because they had the Arian controversy with the Trinity. That's when they they said that Arian was saying that Jesus, Jacobus Arius, he was saying that Jesus was not God, that he is the son of God, which means he's another God or a little God. And then uh, the church overwhelmingly at that time no, Jesus isn't a God. He's the Son of God. He's He is God in flesh. Yeah. And so that's when they really hammered it out there at the Council of Nicaea. Now, it wasn't Constantine did not, he did not influence them in any way to say this is what it should be, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it was overwhelmingly that in the Council of Nicaea, they had all the church, all the church, uh, all the elders and pastors were there. These were men who, under threat of death, stayed true to Christ. And they all, and except one person was Jacobus Arius, said that Jesus is three in one. I mean, no, God is three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they don't quite understand it. We don't understand it, how you can three, be three distinct people, but one. Yeah. Uh, we don't understand it. But we say, well, just, just because I don't understand doesn't mean... It's not... Yeah, it's not true, and I, and I have to fix it so people can understand it. And that's what they're saying. That's why they did that, because we don't want to fix it so people can understand it, because that was what Jacobus Arius did. He tried to fix it so people could understand it, and it created actually created a heresy out of that by doing that. You know, so, okay, so that would be the, uh, that, would be that era, you know, the Smyrna, Smyrna. And Pergamus, after the Council of Nicaea, all of a sudden the church started becoming— uh, married to the state, okay? Mm-hmm. So basically they declared Christianity, uh, Emperor, Emperor of the Theodosius in the 400s A.D., uh, declared the Christianity the state religion. 
Well, when you do that, when, you, when we learned from looking at when you declare Christianity the state religion, all of a sudden you have all these people joining the church, right? Yeah. And they're not really joining because they're Christians, but they're joining because they have to. Oh. So you have all these false Christians, okay, mm-hmm. coming into the church. So basically that's, that's why we believe today, uh, especially Baptist churches, why we believe in a separation of church and state. Because when you when you marry the church and the state together, and say, when someone says you have to be a Christian, you actually get inauthentic Christianity. A Christian has to have the freedom. A person has to have the freedom to choose Christ or not to choose Christ, and that we believe in the free will of man that you have to choose. You know? mm-hmm. So that went to Pergamus, and then you have Thyatira. Church of Thyatira was allowing false doctrine. Remember, they permitted that Jezebel. Yeah. And uh, there came a place in time where you had all these false doctrines that entered into the church in church history. You know, the worship of Mary, you know, mm-hmm. transubstantiation. You have um, baptismal regeneration. You have all these these doctrines that came into the church that, that watered down uh, the church. Okay. And then now we come to... Um, uh, the Church of Sardis. Oh. Okay. Now, actually, you could, like I said, you could study church history using the seven churches, but we're not going to do that. I, I kind of gave a, a few, a few examples there. But Sardis, we're ready for Sardis, and uh, let me go ahead and read that, and then we'll, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the angel, and that's Revelation chapter three, verse one. And to the angel of the church in Sardis, write the words of him who has the seven spirits of God. And the seven stars. I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief. You will not know what hour I will come against you. Yet you still have a few names in Sardis. People have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments. I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will never, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, so we have Sardis. It's the church that's dead. It's the dead church, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Notice how Jesus introduces himself here. Um, the words of him as the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Oh, yeah. The seven spirits of the seven stars. That makes me think of the angels, you know, yeah. of the churches. But it's yeah. not the same mm-hmm. thing, is it? Yeah, the, all the both of them are the the things that accompany the churches, right? Mm-hmm. The seven spirits of God, and every church has the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit on that church, right? Yeah, and so, and so it's almost like it's it's almost like the emphasis of seven spirits, meaning each there's a specific work the Holy Spirit is doing on each church. Okay, we know there's only one Holy Spirit, but it's describing it as seven spirits. Um, and we'll we'll get to that in chapter four a little bit more. Why the seven spirits? But but here it's the the ministry of the Holy Spirit in through the church that accompanies the church. And then we talked about the seven stars being the basic of the pastors mm-hmm. of the churches. Yeah. 
That's what I'm going to go with, okay? okay. That's in the right hand of Jesus. So both these are the accompaniment, the things that accompany these churches. Both of these are things that say the church should not be dead, right? Yeah. But this church is, <clears throat> all right? And so that so Jesus, this is how he introduces himself. The words of him who has the seven spirits and the seven stars, it really underscores the authority of Jesus, his authority over all of that, okay? So let's look at what he says to the church specifically. And you have anything else you need to add to that, Judy? Or Mm-mm, Except, I don't know. I know I asked you, like before, what were the seven spirits of God, but you said we could get into that later. Yeah, I'm just kind of stringing yeah. it along. Right? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah talks about the spirit of wisdom, the spirit, those things, the different seven oh, things. Oh, uh, you... and, and, and talking about it resting upon Jesus, uh, it describes it. And we'll get to that verse when we get, we'll be able to look at it a oh, little bit more okay. closely. Okay. Oh, okay. Of course, but it's all these things, all those elements, all the aspects of the Holy Spirit are within the church. The church can display his power through them. Okay. And that's important. That's really important. This investment that Jesus gives places into the church, his people, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So he says uh, about them, he says, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to have a reputation. Yeah. Being alive, but they're dead. I wonder, I wonder what happened, you know, to the church. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, it makes you think though that they're probably all show, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a reputation. Oh, I, yeah, I never thought about that. Okay. Here they are on the outside. It almost it makes you think of like what Jesus said about the um, the Jewish leaders of his time. Mm-hmm. On the outside, you're like white, oh, yeah. whitewashing trunes, yeah, but inside yeah, but you're, you're full of dead men's bones. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I guess. That's how this church is. You look good on the outside, (laughs) but on the inside, you're dead. Yeah. So this kind of gives us a clue about that church, doesn't it? A little bit about it's all show and no go. Wow. Mm. And it's all about its performance. It's all about its exterior stuff. And they have a reputation. And there are a lot of churches today. They have a reputation. They're, They're doing all this stuff. And all these good things, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's the church that you want to be like, you know? Yeah. They have its reputation. Now, <laughs> I've been to churches, and, you know, I thought, well, this church is dead, you know? Yeah. But when Jesus goes to church, I and mean, he says it's dead. <laughs> it's really dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. pretty bad deal, wow. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, wow. when Jesus calls, your de- calls you dead, I mean, that, that's a pretty bad deal. So you better listen. Mm-hmm. Um but he says, but you are dead. Mm-hmm. And, he said, and he talks about your works. I know your works. Uh, you have a re- reputation for being alive, but you're mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, Jesus isn't impressed. And that's why it makes me think of that. Because in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he says, be careful not to do your works before men, to be seen oh, of men. Yeah. Uh, for when they do it, you know, they have the reward. The Father's, mm-hmm. not, the father's not impressed. He's not going to respond to show. Yeah. long prayers yeah, yeah. fasting or blowing the trumpet before I give and let everybody see it, you know. Yeah. God's not impressed with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it makes me think of it. This church is a is that it's kind like of church. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, uh, wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. 
for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. So evidently they're not all dead. They're not totally dead. They have yeah. some there that are yeah, still. There's some names that haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he says that right there in verse four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still have a few names in Sardis. People have not sold their garments. Yeah. So they, there's there's some people there that are alive. Um, and uh, I know it says strengthen the things which remain. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah. No. Strengthen the. He says it right there. Uh, re- up, remember, uh, he says. Um, he says. Re- what's it? Wake up and strengthen what remains is about to die. Yeah. Let me read verse 3. and It kind of goes, Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. Oh. If you'll not wake up, I will come like a thief. You will not know what hour I will come against you. Oh, so when he says he'll come like a thief, does that mean that he'll take, take the, he'll remove the church or he'll remove its influence? I, I, think, it, I think it's <clears throat> meaning that um, you're going to be surprised. You're oh. not watching for my return. Oh, okay. I'm going to come like a thief. And uh, here you are. You're doing all your stuff, and you're mm-hmm. impressing everybody. And all of a sudden, you're, you, you, I, I'll catch you with your hand in a cookie jar, basically. Oh, wow. You're not ready. Um, so remember what you're um, – I want to I say I, I don't know specifically, but I think that this church has probably – Stop depending upon the Lord. Oh, yeah. And their works are not complete. And the Bible says whatsoever is not a faith is sin, right? Yeah. It's in, I don't know. I think sometimes we can get so busy doing things, you know, that we forget to depend on the Lord. Like what you preached on last Sunday about how we need to be dependent on Christ all the time. Yeah. 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 And this is a church, actually, that would I would think that has gotten to a point where Maybe not. Maybe not gotten. Well, has actually gotten independent of the Lord, but is actually. Um, they're, they're, that's. I think that's why their works are incomplete, because mm. they don't have Christ living inside them. They're not. Oh. You know, I, Christ. Christ isn't dwelling in their hearts through faith. So they're not saved. Is yeah. Ooh. Yes, you, you have a few people that are saved. Yeah, but not okay. Yeah. Hmm. And they left that truth. They left that. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of crept into the whole church where they're not, they're not depending on Christ. They're not trusting him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gospel message is, is they're losing it, why they're, why they're saved, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. And he says there, he says, um, remember then what you received and heard, right? Wow. And remember the Apostle Paul said in Galatians, he talks about if you preach, if any other gospel is preached in you, that oh, which you yeah. received, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if anybody preached anything other than you received, let them be accursed. Right. You know, yep. and I think that he's telling them, remember what you receive. Remember what the gospel really is it's about Christ and him crucified, about his, mm-hmm. you know, his uh, saving you by his grace through mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this church and, and if you go historically if, the, if you want to build that onto the next phase in, in the Roman Catholic Church, it was all about works at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saved by works and yeah. they're doing this and doing that. And not just, it's not just, the, you know, we pick on the Roman Catholic Church, but it's also in any church where they start forgetting that we're saved by God's grace through faith. Because if we don't, if we don't do our works out of faith, all our works are going to be incomplete. God's not going to accept them. They're going to be rejected. So whatever is not of faith is sin, right? Yeah. So we have to work by faith. And it says uh, it is impossible to please God without faith. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, so we have to have faith. And I think that Sardis was dead because they were the faithless church. Wow. You know. I wonder what they were thinking. I mean. Well, I, I think they just got distracted. and think, uh, Yeah. And they just got busy doing works. Yeah, got busy doing works mm-hmm. and got busy uh, the, on the forums. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. You know, you could have mm-hmm. prayer, but are you praying in your prayer? I mean, you know, you can go through the motions. Yeah. And Is, is that like having like a form of godliness? You know, like it says yeah, in Timothy. I think so. Having yeah. a form of but godliness denying but denying the power, the power thereof. thereof. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So that's a, a whole church can get like that. Wow. Where it's all about what we're doing and not about who Christ is in mm-hmm. us. You know, about, yeah. about. Okay. All right. And the Bible says, you know, our, our righteousness are, is as filthy rags does. before God. And mm-hmm. God's not impressed with what we do. And it, you know, as they are, they're, I mean, they're doing their stuff, and wow. God's not impressed. <laughs> you know, just like, what was it um, in, I don't know, somewhere, I forgot where, um, you know, they, they said to Jesus, you know, well, you know, you've taught in our streets, and, you know, or something mm-hmm. about, you know, we've done, you know, you've done, or how was that? Well, Jesus Maybe was talking about works. John, remember, he was talking about John the Baptist, remember, yeah. he was talking yeah. about, what do you, what do you, what do you think about John the Baptist? Here yeah. it is, you know, we 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 dance, we we played a we played a tune for you, you did not dance. Yeah, we sang a dirge for you, you didn't Ooh. mourn. You know, yeah. you know, but you wouldn't respond to anything that God did, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be it could be tailored to you, wow. but yeah, you still wouldn't respond. respond. You still wouldn't re- react. So then, you know, Jesus, you know, John the Baptist was extreme. And they said he was a, a madman, and then Jesus was a guy who went around eating and drinking. They called him a drunkard. You yeah. know? So it doesn't matter. Jesus said it doesn't matter how it's packaged. You're still going to reject what God wants for you. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. But I guess what I was thinking was, what was that? You know where Jesus? I don't know if that's where the you know, like the ten virgins. You know, like in Matthew chapter, twenty-five. In twenty-five. You know where Jesus? You know they said. Well, you've taught in our streets, and you know you've done many wonderful works, and or they have, or or something. And he says, you know, I never knew you, and you know they're all caught up in their works, and they think, I don't know though, I might be getting it mixed up. I'm, yeah, I'm looking sure. it up. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's not there. I don't know where it is. I can't. You might be getting. And he'll it. say, you know, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Yeah. But, but that's that's right. It isn't. In 25. I don't think that's that's not what I was. Yeah, I know. I thought of that, but it's somewhere else, and I don't know where it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, the part, you, you know, in 25, you know, cause the bridegrooms and all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And then uh, he does talk about those who. Uh, um, they weren't ready. He they says, for everyone who has will, will more be given. He mm-hmm. And he will have an abundance. But mm-hmm. from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken okay. away. Yeah. And he casts in the worthless servant in outer darkness. Mm-hmm. Okay, The person who has, he had the truth, but he didn't believe on it. So he oh, will be, so he'll be ta- it'll be taken away from him. It'll be taken him. away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on. He does talk about, in verse 41... He says, oh. then he will say to them on his left, depart from me, cursed and eternal fire prepared for yeah. devil and angels. Yeah. And before I was hungry, you didn't give me all this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but I can't, that's not where I was thinking. But that's of. not what you're thinking. No, you're thinking of the, think, uh, what the am dis- I thinking of? his discussion regarding John the Baptist. Am I? Yes. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, the streets and the, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, and I don't, and I cannot think off the top of my head where that's at right now. I can't either. I can't remember. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, okay. oh well. Um. But anyway, uh, actually, it's probably in John. Yeah, because um, I'm thinking that. Oh, if I could just, I don't know. I can't. I can't even get the verse in my head to try to remember, you know, get, how it goes. To get how his, yeah, his context is. Yeah, I can't how it's is. worded, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Okay, well, I'm, well, I'm not having much luck. Have you not done many wonderful works and, you know, yeah. we taught in our streets. Yeah, you're talking, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and where is that? I don't know. But it made me think, you know, they're so, well, I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think that pertains to the same thing, though, I think. I'm just. Well, you're getting two things mixed, mixed together. Two yeah. things because you're and saying. they're you're, wrong, yeah. Because there's the one where it says, uh, there will be many that will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, are yeah, we not that's done? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's yeah. the one you really want yes. to look at? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. They will say, are we not done? Have we not yeah. prophesied in your name? Yeah. Have we not cast out demons mm -hmm. in your name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he will say, then I will. Then I'll say, uh, I never knew you. I never depart knew you. From depart me. from me. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the one. Where's that at? <laughs> no, that's in Luke. Is it Luke? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what. Well, I don't know either. Now you got me on the other one, though. That's okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, all right. So but that's, but that's what we're seeing with the Church of Sardis. Yeah. They're relying on depending on these outward, outward things mm -hmm. and um, rather than depending on Christ. It says there, um, he's going to come, like he says, I will come to you like a thief. Oof. And you will not know what hour I will come against you. So they're not they're not ready. They're like the five foolish virgins, yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't have oil in their lamp. They weren't prepared for when Jesus came. They weren't they weren't looking forward to it, you know, and yeah. they weren't you know, they weren't ready. Just amazing how you know you just take things for granted and you just live your life and you forget about Jesus. Yeah. You know, you know you don't think about, you know, Got to get ready. Got to make sure, you know. Well, and that's the thing. Churches it's, can. Churches can forget about yeah. the Lord and why they're doing what they're doing mm -hmm. to where they drop that doctrine of, of salvation through faith in Jesus. Yeah. And they start getting focused on doing practical stuff all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And so they miss it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 4, yet you still have a few names in Sardis. People have not soiled their garments, for they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. And no one's worthy unless they're worthy in Christ, right? Yeah. Christ has made us accepted in the beloved. Mm -hmm. We're made acceptable in, in God's sight through Jesus by his blood. Yeah. Our, our garments are made white as snow mm -hmm. through the blood of Jesus. And so there are a few of them that haven't soiled their garments. They're walking with him in white. They're, they're worthy. Um, verse 5, the one who's who conquers we conquer, will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And people read this wrong. Yeah. They me. think that somehow this is a... It's okay. Oh, it's my phone. Oh, it's okay. It's my phone, but I can't, get, I can't stop it. Can you... Can you? It. Yeah. I thought it they, they read that wrong because uh, a, lot, a lot of people, they, they, they see that... I will never blot his name out of the book of life. They, they see that as God will blot someone out of the book of life. They actually use that to, to say that you can lose your salvation because God will blot you out of the book of life. But that's not what he says. He says, I will never blot his name out of the yeah. book. He's actually saying that it's not going to happen. Yeah. For someone who 
to someone who um, who con- conquers, someone who truly has faith in Christ, God will not blot them out of the book of life. That's what he's saying. Um, you will not lose your salvation. That's what yeah. he's saying. What's so hard about that? I don't know, but people will see that. <laughs> I, I will not erase his name. And Gee. it's like, okay, well, does God have an eraser? He's going to erase me out of the book of life someday? Mm-hmm. No, he's saying I will not do that. You yeah. know? So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so they think that somehow it's a risk. And he says, I will confess his name before my father mm-hmm. and before his angels. So, so Jesus is going to say, I know that person. <laughs> for those who, who have not soiled their garments, for those who have uh, held on to Christ and, uh, and faith in his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he says in verse 6, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All right, so he's listening. Uh, we want to make sure our ears are open to hearing what the Spirit is saying. All right, so that was the dead church. Yeah, It has a reputation for being alive. Sardis. The town of Sardis had a fascination with death, too. Really? They had a celebration of dead things and stuff like yeah. that. So it was very kind of a... Yeah, that's morbid. Yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, kind of depressing. Yeah. Sardis okay. was... Uh, I think there was even a festival that they had. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but this church was a dead church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reputation would be alive, but it was dead. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one, uh, the Church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Ooh, that was a good church. It's a good one, yeah. yeah. So this goes on from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but a little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are of the Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that's coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay, uh, that's actually quite a bit there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia, we know it is the one, the church that Jesus has no criticisms for. Wow. And that's the only one, too, I think. It's the only one, yes. Um, no criticisms. And he does everything right. Okay, so Jesus introduces himself. The words of the Holy One, the true one. Okay. So he identifies himself as the Holy One, the true one, the one and true God is Jesus, mm-hmm. all right? And it says he has the key of David. Yeah, what's that? It's the key of David. Um, he's the, it's the key into the kingdom, right? David is the king of the kingdom, okay? Is the key, is that salvation? Yeah, that's salvation. Oh, okay. He has the key of David, right? Okay. Ooh. Who opens and no one will shut. And who shuts and no one opens. Okay, what's that mean? So he has the authority to open Jesus because he ha- he has the key of David. He can open doors 
and that no one can open, and he closed doors that no one can open. I'm close. making this harder than it is, I think. So he's he has authority over that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. And by the way, the word Philadelphia um, means uh, the it's from two, mean, two Greek words, huh? I don't know what it means. Okay. The word phila uh, phileo okay. is the Greek word for it's love. It's mm-hmm. a word for love. You have you have the word. Um, um, Agape is the unconditional love. Mm-hmm. The word phileo is the word that says you're my friend. Yeah. You know, I like mm-hmm. you. I, you know, I, there's something about you. It's conditional love. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought yeah. it meant brotherly love. Phil well, see, Adelphos, the second part of that, Adelphos is brother. Oh, okay. So That's it's nice. love, brother, love, brother, you know, brotherly love. Okay. So it's yeah. a city of brotherly love. That's what that word means. Yeah. Okay. Phileo is love, and Adelphos is, is brother. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's a, it's a, a it's not agape love. It's, it's a love yeah. of brothers, you know, mm-hmm. the brothers together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So Jesus identifies himself as the one as key of David. Okay. The true one. Okay. All right. So. Um, this is the church that we would say would be the missionary church oh. or the church of the open door, the church that has missionary opportunities. Oh. Um, remember Jesus taught, um, what Matthew five, Matthew six, um, he said, ask, the yep. door will be open. ask, and you'll be, uh, mm-hmm. you receive, seek, you'll find mm-hmm. knock and the door will be opened yeah. unto you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's doors that Jesus opens for this church. And then there's doors that are shut. No one else can open it, but but the one that Jesus opens for them. Okay, so he says, I know your works. And so evidently his he knows their works, and evidently their works are good before him. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. He says, Behold, I've set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. Okay? So he he's opened the door. This church has an open door that no one can shut. The oh. devil cannot shut. Uh, no one can shut this door. And this door is a door of opportunity. Oh, okay. uh, of sharing the gospel, of going into a new... This is how we usually... This is what we usually teach, um, that Jesus gives us opportunity to this church. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, I know that you have but little power, and you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Okay? So they're not a big, strong, mighty thing, but they have a little bit of power. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. But it's enough uh, for him to be, be excited about them. You've kept my word... Okay, his word, the word of God, and not denied my name. So those two things. Uh, denied my name is that he is the, he is the son of God. He is the God Almighty. He is, he's the one we're to fa- place our faith in. Yeah. Okay, so they've kept it. Um, unlike Sardis and unlike um, they've kept his word. Yeah. Okay, so they've been faithful. And I think that's why Jesus um, is opening the door for them, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. And so here's the thing he says. He says, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. To, to know that I have loved thee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? What's that? What's the rest? I can't remember the rest of the verse. Behold, to, I will make them come down. Oh, and come down. Oh, that's different. Come and bow down before your feet. And to know that I have loved thee. Yeah, and they will learn that I've loved you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. All right, at that time... <clears throat> You'd have the uh, the Jews and the yes. church, right? Yeah. And the Jews would have worship. And now the Jews in the the Roman Empire, out of all of the religions, 
the Jews had an exemption with the Romans. Okay. So, okay. So if you were in the Roman Empire, you had to worship the gods of the Romans. Oh. If you didn't, you'd be persecuted, except oh. for the Jews. All right. Mm-hmm. The Jews, for some reason, were exempt from this. So they could do their synagogue worship. They could do all their stuff and still, I mean, they could still do that. And the Romans would not persecute them. They would not execute them. Hmm. Okay. So now it comes the Christians. All right, so the Romans didn't at first persecute the Christians because they thought the Christians were a sect of oh, the Jews, oh, right? Okay. And what did the Jews do? No, they're not a sect of us. They are their own religion. You need to persecute them. Mm. You need to get rid of them, okay? Mm. So these Jews, and Jesus is saying, they, are, they say they're Jews, but they're not. They're a synagogue of Satan. Mm. And Jesus makes a pretty, that's a pretty bold statement against them but they've rejected their messiah they are resisting they had been resisting god's work in their life mm-hmm. and they've rejected they've rejected jesus's people and therefore they're rejecting jesus himself the yeah. lord mm-hmm. um, that's why he says i'll make them come and bow down before your feet they're basically what they're going to do is they're going to acknowledge that you are my people even though they're now saying that you're ungodly and, you know, they need to be killed and murdered and all that kind of thing, you know. So, okay. So this is, um, wait, this group, is, it's a sect of the Jews? Is that what you're, no. No, they're saying that the Christians are a sect of, of the, the Jews. Jews. Oh, okay. They're trying, the Jews are saying they're not, this, these Christians are not Jews. So okay. therefore, Rome, you, they, they're not exempt under the Roman exemption. Oh, okay. So therefore, Rome ended up persecuting oh, the Christians. Okay. Okay. Now, there were times that Rome persecuted the Jews too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for the most part, the Jews enjoyed that, that exemption mm. and uh, no one else. And so yeah. when they were, um, so when the Christians, when they, they told the, the Romans that the Christians are not a sect of the Jews, that caused the Romans to persecute the Christians oh, as well. You know. okay. Because they thought they were. Yeah, right? they thought they were. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying, calling him a synagogue of Satan. Wow. So who are the people of God here? Well, it's not these Jews. It's the Christians. Yeah. You know, the Gentiles mm-hmm. who believed on Christ. So. And so there's an open door before them. And there was. I mean, there was expansion of the church. Mm-hmm. Christianity went, you went. Uh, expand in spite of the persecution, uh, Christianity spread like crazy. Okay, wow. just like in the Book of Acts. Yes, you know? like in the Book of Acts. Yeah, yeah. Now in church history, church history, there came a time in church history where the missionary movement um, really got underway. We've heard of the guy named William Carey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, William Carey. There was a time at that time. Baptists were very Calvinistic. Oh. They said, well, if God wants the world to be reached, he'll reach them. You know, we won't we don't have to do anything. Mm. And William Carey wrote a book entitled something to the effect of how God uses means to accomplish his will of bringing salvation to people. And that means is we have to go to these countries and share the gospel. OK. Mm-hmm. And William and basically they said, well, there's. um that great commission that was given was given just to the uh, 
just to the apostles. It's not no longer necessary for us. And that's what the uh, those people were saying. And, and William Carey said, well, if it's just for the apostles, then why do we baptize today? <laughs> because uh, the Great Commission, you know, yeah. we if we have if we baptize people today it just it means that we have to share the gospel as well you know go all nations. so Wim Carey he uh, he was commissioned and he uh, left and went to India and was there for seven years in India before he had his first convert oh, oh, you know wow. so he went and he he's he's the one credited for saying attempt great things for God believe great things from God oh. you know and he was there for seven years. His wife went crazy, oh. lost her mind, oh. and um, but yeah, yeah, but started the missionary expansion. You know, you have later Adoniram Judson went there and in that area, inland China mission. He started that, which right now it's okay. Overseas Missions Fellowship that uh, got went established, and then so after that, there's missionary, missionary after missionary expansions. You know, mm-hmm. missions have been going like crazy, so. Uh, so that was really what what's what got it going. So they believe that this may be the the church that would correspond uh, to the Wim Carey in that that era and time. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. all right. So anyway, um, but there was always opposition uh, to the mission missions and missionaries. Yeah, I knew that. Satan opposes it. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Verse ten. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance. Now, William Carey did patiently endure. And also, these people in this church had stayed with it. They didn't give up. He says, because you have kept my word, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. Okay, what is that? The, what is that? The tribulation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We believe it to be the, a reference to the, uh, the seven-year tribulation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, specifically, there must have been something that was going to happen there for, in Philadelphia's time Ooh, that yeah. God was going to bring. But he was basically telling them, because you're faithful, somehow he will keep them from that hour of trial. Those people. Wow. But we know how he's going to keep us from the hour of trial. Yeah, because we're going to be raptured. Yeah, right? we're going to be raptured. Okay, and, and that's kind yeah. of how we... And so, and that's the thing, too. And most people don't realize that the, the seven-year tribulation... Um, is really God God unleashing his wrath upon the earth. You know, and the Bible says that we Christians we're not called to obtain wrath, but salvation mm-hmm. through Christ. And it's not about receiving persecution from other non Christians, it's about about being delivered from God's judgment, you know. Yeah. So God's gonna take us off the earth before he judges the earth, before he pours out his stuff on the earth. <laughs> That's good. Kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, try to yeah. get Lot out of there, but mm-hmm. the rest of the family. Yes, he didn't want to leave. Yeah, he didn't want to leave, you know. And his God, wife, you know. Before he lowered the fire on <laughs> on Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, she looked back and became a pillar of salt. Yeah. That means what, I mean, what is that? How do you become a pillar of salt? You just, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I know what happened, but well, I they have you know they have in that area pillars of salt. Okay. You know, pi- so a pillar is a, you know, a person just a standing. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they got places like that over there, pillars of salt. You know, and they think that maybe that was where the Sodom Gomorrah was, and anyway. Okay. Okay. So in verse eleven, I am coming soon. 
Hold fast what you have so no one may seize your crown. Okay, hold fast, hold on to it. Would this be the crown of life, I wonder? You know, because I know there's five crowns. Yeah, there's five crowns. Mm -hmm. This would be the, the crown of, uh, I don't think it's the crown of life. No, okay. Your, your crown of reward for holding fast, for being faithful mm -hmm. to him. Um, see. Yeah, hmm. let's look that up. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. I will write him on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. Which is New Jerusalem. Yeah, the New Jerusalem. He, he will be basically a mainstay. He will be a part of my city. Oh, He'll be a wow. part of my. Oh. I'm not not a not necessarily. You know, we, we yeah. see we see, but he said basically, you're going to be part of my my new mm -hmm. my new community. I'm I'm going to set up in Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he'll never go out. He'll never have to go out. He'll be he'll be a part of this, and I mean he belongs. Yeah. You know this mm -hmm. person belongs there. All right. Uh, he's been though the one who's been faithful, the one who conquers. You know God will yeah. make him that, and it gives him some privileges. You know yeah. I'll make it a pillar in the temple of my God, basically a a, a major part of the the temple. Uh, write on him the name of my God. Okay, mm -hmm. we'll have God's um, person will have God's identification on him. Wow. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's that's an honor. Yeah. And then the name of the city of my God, the New Jerusalem, mm -hmm. um, which comes down. So we'll have that name as well. Then that will be identifying, which comes down from God out of heaven. And then also my own new name, Jesus's new name, is going to be imprint put upon that person. So you'll have these marks, these. Uh, High honors of marks mm -hmm. of uh, wow. having God's God's mark of glory and honor on him. So, uh, what's Jesus' new name? I mean, I we don't know. I know. <laughs> wow, <laughs> his new name. Yeah, mm. yeah. See. So there'll be a lot of newness, a lot of uh, a lot of honors conferred to mm -hmm. the person um, that 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 prevails, that overcomes, wow. that has faith, that shares the gospel. That's being true in this time. Yeah. That shares Jesus with other people. So that really brings us to that point. Are we sharing Christ? Ooh. Yeah. Um. Who do we know that we can share Christ with? That we need to share. Um, it could be your, you know, yeah. housekeeper. Or yeah, something. I, try. <laughs> I try. You know, she'll listen to me. Like, she'll listen to what I have to say, but then... Immediately, she changes the subject. Oh, yeah. Well, she gets uncomfortable. That's what, yeah. you know, like the woman at the well did. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about it. And mm -hmm. I, then I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. You know, she kind of shuts me off, you know. <clears throat> so. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to church. So, so the church that has an open door is a church that is faithfully sharing the gospel, faithfully in the fight mm -hmm. for the kingdom, you know, concerning yeah. the kingdom, because that's why the key of David were. We're trying to expand the kingdom on this earth, yeah. bringing uh, the salvation message to people and so that Christ would be glorified. And we're trying to teach people how to live for Jesus, for his glory. And, um, and the church that does that, even though they might have, may not have the big reputation like Sardis, yeah. may they may not have all the riches like what we see with Laodicea, mm -hmm. that God says they have power and they're going to have an open door that God's going to open. And they'll have things that will happen for them. So yeah, that's better than 
what the church at Sardis has. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Laodicea. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so next time we're going to talk about Laodicea. Ooh, that's the lukewarm church. Yes, yeah, the lukewarm church. <laughs> yeah, this is the one I today. think. That, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Ooh. this one really defines our this times is, today. Yeah, it does. Oh. Even though we we can really point to even uh, Ephesus, we can point yeah. to that one. We can yeah. even like Sardis. I think I think of Sardis, and it really is. It's more indicative of today than I thought it would, yeah. you know, when you think about yeah, it. Because there's a lot of dead churches. Yeah, a lot of dead churches. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, you know, the, the, greatest, the, the greatest treasure we have mm-hmm. is Christ. And uh, we, we want to we hold up something else to try to attract people. Yeah. You know, not Jesus, but our, you know, yeah. we'll be going. So yeah. anyway. So. All right. Um, any other questions or comments, Judy? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, we're... Okay. As we go through church, I hope I didn't confuse you too much with church history part of that. No, that was interesting. Kind of give that's you a little a part bit. Of, I don't know anything about. Yeah, people don't know about church history. So, yeah, you know, that's so, a thing. It's, yeah. that's too bad. I don't know how things have developed and I know. how things are moving and mm-hmm. how they're shaken and all that stuff. Okay. Well, um, all right. So we will talk about Laodicea next time. All right. Okay. right bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know if you have any questions you would like for us to explore further in future episodes. Okay, thank you and bye-bye.